Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Citizens Podcast. My name is Gray. I am joined by Josh. Good and call it afternoon, Josh. Mm, yeah, I believe this is the second out. time we've had, like, it being six or seven minutes before a <laughs> technical afternoon. But it is a good morning, though. It is is a good morning or a good afternoon by any. It is, because suddenly the community shield matters, as is the rule. As is the rule. When you win, it means something. When you lose, it's a glorified friendly. Um, Yep. So, but but City have actually, I will notice, we'll we'll cut right to the chase here. City won the community shield 1-1 plus 5-4 on penalties on Sunday morning at Wembley. Um, over Liverpool in what was sort of another one of those tale of two games games. Um, but one thing I did notice at the end of that game was that the Liverpool players looked a bit more frustrated than uh, you would normally look after losing a community shield. And frankly, I think that in events like this that otherwise can sort of be underwhelming, um, that there is very much a real on-pitch rivalry between these two teams now. And every time they go out there and play each other, even if it is on a mud pit in backwater of some place, if they did, if they were to do that, then it would matter a lot to them just by virtue of the fact that there is a lot on the line every time they play. And, and let's not pretend like it doesn't matter to City fans, oh, absolutely. too. I want to beat Liverpool every time. Like, my day... Until I found out that there was another mass shooting, my day was going to be dictated by how this game went. And City won, so obviously I, I would like to say that I'm going to have a good day. Uh, but but yeah, like I I woke up this morning and I was like, I swear to God, if they lose, like. Mm-hmm. And I think that a spectacle like this is benefited from having two teams that everyone agrees are probably going to finish one and two in some order um with the knowledge that even if you can get the tiniest dent in the loser's morale at this stage of the season it can't hurt because we saw just how close run it was last year and how every tiny little factor mattered throughout that entire eight, nine months out of the non-existent off-season season. season. Um, however long it, it took for for that season to go through, every tiny bit, mentally, physically, every all of it mattered. Mm-hmm. And I'm by no means am I going to sit here and say that if City win the title, it will be because they did to Liverpool in the Community Shield back in August. No. I don't think that by any stretch of the imagination. But no. I'm saying is that little things pile up. And they do. This is this could well count as one of those little things when we're sitting here talking in May. If you wanna if you wanna get down to it, really right now, I don't know why Liverpool is dejected. Yeah, they lost the game, but if you look at what it could have potentially have happened to City's players on the pitch, Liverpool may have lost a quote glorified friendly, but City could be without a couple of their best players for the first run of the season. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a total loss for Liverpool. Like, and as you said, any advantage you can get up on the competition is good. And obviously Liverpool, okay, 
I can't say obviously. I would like to think that no team goes out there with the intention of injuring another player. I have always said that. I do not think, barring Nigel de Jong, that you enter a game trying to injure another player. Um, I know it does happen. I'm not stupid enough to think that it doesn't happen, and, and usually you can tell uh, when somebody is maliciously trying to end somebody's day. There's usually a series of like three or four really, really hard tackles that make you go, whoa, you know. Um, but for the most part, players are, are, are respectful of the work that everybody puts in in their career. You know, they're all just trying to get through this thing together. Um, so they don't really go out there trying to injure everybody or injure anybody in particular. But if you were to look at what happened as a result of today, you could argue that Liverpool came out on top. Yeah, this is a really hard first game to play for a lot of guys who, frankly, are not that fit. Because this this was up, you know, you can you can say that it's a glorified friendly. You can say whatever you want to say. It wasn't it. not for these teams, not but, but, this but, game. But the moment you go out there and it's Liverpool against Manchester City, and there is a, a piece of silver on the other end of it, you can you can you can tell these guys like don't over don't overdo it. You're not fully fit. You're not. But but at some point, instinct kicks in, and you're going to play like like it, it does. The most, it is the most important thing in the world at that particular moment. Um, this is why I said he had two guys hobble off. De Bruyne seems fine. Uh, he talked, he did an interview after the game and they didn't even ask him about it. So I'm assuming that maybe he just cramped, maybe it was something like that. Um, Sane is the one that we're less sure about. Guardiola didn't seem exceptionally concerned after the game and he did. He, he was he was hanging around after during the trophy. He went up the stairs to go get the trophy. And every, he seems to be functioning. He didn't everything. seem to be moving around like a guy with an ACL injury. No. But I will say this. Whenever I've seen somebody have an ACL injury in soccer as opposed to an ACL injury in American football, why does it always feel like the American football players need to be carted and carried off and soccer players get up and walk off under their own power mm -hmm. for, for, for the most part? My feeling is that if it were that something super significant, within two hours it would have started to swell up and manifest itself. Yeah. Um, so my guess is, yeah, he tweaked something. <laughs> By the way, this is not to say that American football players are are wimps or, or that no. they're faking or anything. It's just it's just I it just it is what it is. It's the same reason that baseball players seemingly have to take off a month because they, you know, uh, bent their penis the wrong way. I don't know, man. Like I just you know, every sport Every sport has that little thing. Are, are weird because they can be so variable. Like you said, yeah. you'll have one guy get carted off um, in a football game and, you know, he can't walk or whatever. And then you watch Kevin Durant in the NBA Finals more or less walk off under his own power and find out that he tore his Achilles. Right. Um, which, is, which is why, you know, when a knee injury looks really bad. I mean, like Clay Thompson left, walked off, walked back on. Looks fine. Made two free throws. And then walked back off, and he was... And there. tried to play it. Yeah. And tried and he, to play uh, again. Torn was his, his ACL or MCL, I don't remember which. But, and he tried to play the next did. day, too. He did. Um, <laughs> they had to drag him off. Um, but, that, that's, you know, when you see a knee injury, and it's... It, I, 
this is one of my pet peeves when I'm watching sports and I have Twitter open when I'm and, and someone you know somebody's knee bends the wrong way or it looks bad and they stay down for a while but then they get up and they walk off under their own power and everyone's like well that's encouraging and I'm like I have seen people walk off under their own power with torn ACLs torn Achilles torn everything adrenaline is a powerful powerful thing it is and, and and frankly you should not you know you can you can try to take heart from it but you shouldn't take anything definitive from the manner in which a player is escorted from the field or court or venue of no venue. yeah like trying to guess the severity of an injury based upon how a person is reacting to it at the time is a fool's errand like you you are literally wasting your time and everybody else's time when you do that because short of being like you know a, a medical doctor diagnosing these things you, you like uh, david chow for the uh san diego uh, Tribune does this stuff. Uh, he was a uh, former team doctor for the San Diego Chargers for like 20 years, the head physician. And and he writes articles as he, uh, you know, when, when everybody's watching football, when an injury happens, he goes back, watches it, and then he'll try and diagnose it the best he can. But even that, he's been wrong, you know, several times. And this is a guy with a damn medical degree. It's his job to get it right. Like, it is a... It's hard to, you know, even the even the most prominent expert, admit it, at the end of the day, you're watching on TV. It's, you're not getting a first-hand look at, at the guy's at a guy's muscle or his you know his any his cartilage or or or, or what what have you. So yeah, but so we we'll wait on Sane, and I'm sure we'll find out in due course. Soccer injuries it can take a day or two, and no, this is not the NFL where we're all obligated to give injury reports or Roger Goodell will come knocking at your door with his fine machine demanding right. money. Um, <laughs> in, in, in soccer, it just sort of comes down to, well, our injury report is whatever Pep chooses to divulge in his next press conference. I kind of enjoy the soccer way of yeah. doing it. Like, I don't really know why the NFL forces it. Like, actually, I do know why. It's for gamblers. That's the only reason it why. It's for gamblers, despite the fact that they don't want to be affiliated with gambling. Right. <laughs> Ironically, the, the league in the country where gambling on sports is not legal. only legal, but more or less encouraged. <laughs> and in fact, this is a recent Supreme Court decision, too. So it's not like we're talking Roe v. Wade or Brown versus the Board of Education, you know, like these are recent decisions. Like and, and yet the NBA seems to be the only one leaning into the whole sports gambling thing, which is working out really well for them That's because you, the NBA is usually ahead on most things. <laughs> you, you, you could argue that the NBA is poised to become, because everything is going to go in cycles. The NFL, just like major league baseball, NFL is going to hit a point where it does something that makes it no longer the, the national sport of America. It will. It will. It just eventually will. And you could argue that basketball with with the concussion arguments, the CTE arguments, the fact that parents aren't putting their kids in, you could argue that the NBA is better positioned for the future than the NFL for, for, for that among many reasons. 
I don't even know why we're. Yeah, okay. This is what we do. <laughs> this is this is what we do. The, the question but, of of whether of of what how how long football can survive in its current iteration has always been one that's interested me, but not really for discussion here. Anyway, right. <laughs> we will have to explore yeah. this at some no, other no, point. It was not to shut you up. It was just like you know, this is actually interesting, and it warrants further conversation. Yeah, it's it, not it, about soccer. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's kind of where I was going with it. I'm like, you know, this is a really interesting conversation, but people are really hoping we stop having it. So. Yeah. So, um, but getting back, Rodri, Rodri made his debut. Yeah, um, I think he's going to be everything that was advertised. You, you can, you can certainly see um, why they were so intent on bringing him in, even in his first game. And you have to, you know, you have to grade on a curve with the reminder that he is behind his teammates in terms of tactical awareness. This is his first game, whereas some of these guys have been playing here for two or three years now under this system. They're always going to be ahead of the game, but he didn't really look that far behind. No. Um, and, and, and even bonus points for coming from a system at Atletico, which isn't uber similar to what he's in now. Um, it, it's just not like they bought him from from a pep disciple and already had sort it? of a... Oh, yeah, from a pep disciple. It's not like they brought him over from, like, Liverpool, where, you know, you play a ton of possession football. Or, like, a, a, a sorry player who's, you know, yeah. playing at the base, a mobile base of the midfield. Not that at all. And yet, he has very much worked his way, you know, he looked he looked the part. He more than looked the part, and he didn't look really off the pace. Um, he didn't look frustrated by the... Uh, by the speed and physicality of the Premier League, either, no. and, and and the latter, I think, is part is where playing for Atletico is ultimately going to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say though, too. I have noticed though that players that come over from La Liga, they are kind of up to the physical challenge. Like, you look at Otamendi, dude. Like, Otamendi comes over, and that dude, say what you will about the way he plays, there would be nothing said about his his balls or his willingness to dive in. Like, you cannot, you cannot take, you could take a lot of things away from that dude, but you cannot take his guts away. And, and, and it just seems that when City get players from La Liga, and I'm not saying this is, you know, universal, but when City seem to pluck players from La Liga, they're doing so with guys that aren't having issues adjusting to the physicality of the league. You're, no, I agree. And 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 you could you Otsmendi, you could probably honestly see it in when he was playing in Spain. I mean, he had that reputation as being that player who who could um who would stick a boot in, I guess. Um mm. Rodri doesn't quite come with the same reputation, so it was encouraging to see mm. that it wasn't a huge issue. I mean, everybody knows that, that they bought him for his passing and his ability to hold down the base and all that. Um, but there's obviously a physical element to that role, especially in England. I think it's more physical than Pep has had it before because of the demands of the league. Um, and on the evidence, and frankly, this is let's be honest, the best team he will see domestically all season, it worked out fine. And he didn't seem overawed by it. He didn't seem overwhelmed. He wasn't overrun. There's not a lot bad you can say about how he performed. And it fills you with encouragement 
going forward. Um, because if you can walk in to a team that is already at the peak of its powers, basically, you can walk into that situation. You're playing a team that is more or less at your level. And you're thrust into that role in the very first game. Admittedly, he has had a full preseason, which is super helpful. But, and you know, it wasn't, per he wasn't perfect, but you can see very easily how he fits in and how he's only going to get better. Um, and I, I don't think you can take anything but encouragement from that. No, you really can't, man. I, I, I am... I, I trust City to do good business, but I won't lie that every time they pull somebody at a price like that, you wonder, like, because Otamendi hasn't necessarily, like, he's been, he, see, I have, Otamendi bothers me a lot because I like him so much, and I defended him, and, and then he goes and does silly stuff and i don't care about the move that that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about on the pitch silly stuff um you know like he can go from having an incredible season to go to just being a bit part player and it's frustrating right like it's maddening because you're like look dude you're obviously capable what the hell happened I've always gotten the sense that Pep really loves his attitude, but really hates his decision-making. And kind of has to balance between the two. Because um, yeah. obviously, as soon as they brought Laporte in, it kind of, he shifted to a bit part role. And now that Company has gone, and they didn't really, they honestly haven't replaced Company at all, you would kind of figure that Otamendi is going to see his role expand again. Um... And the fact that they're not committing to him is kind of alarming. It is. Um, it's it's a strange one because you get the you get the impression that they wanted to bring in another center back, and I, I mean they, they they just wouldn't pay for Harry Maguire is ultimately what happened. Um, but at the same time, excuse me. My voice. Oh, that was me too. My voice <laughs> is very crackly today. Um, but at the same time. It doesn't, you know, they they weren't willing to pay for Maguire, which, you know, okay, whatever. I don't really care to get into the the the, uh, the weeds on that. But at the same time, they don't seem to fully trust what they have. Like you can you can say for certain that Laporte's going to play whenever he's fit. That's that's a, that's more or less a certainty. The question becomes, who plays with him today? It was Otamendi. Um, they obviously have Stones as an option. And then you're getting into to, to younger guys that, 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 that it's risky. There's not a lot of depth there, and I'm kind of surprised that they haven't added at least a fourth center back. Um, maybe they still will, but I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I don't... They're out of time. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> um, but on that same token... With uh, with there only being four days left and Sané being injured, uh, you could argue that uh, City are likely going to keep a hold of him. Mm -hmm. Weird week on that front because well, God, here, here it comes the email from City already first yeah. trophy of the season. 
it was a weird week on that front because a couple of days ago, you know, the German press just erupt. Uh, he's he's moving, and um, you know, he's agreed to come. You know, it's 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 almost it's done. Yeah, it's almost certainly going to happen. You know, just barely couching it with some weasel words to cover their butts in case it doesn't. But all very also very confidently reporting, yeah, this is happening. And then, like within hours, you know, the English media. Well, so they have no interest in selling Sony. There has been no offer. Then they will not sell unless the, the the number I saw was always between about 130 million and 145 million. Yep. Which, by the way, is exactly where it should be. And and and, they, and Byron were trying to get him for like less than a hundred. Right. And it's like, no, dude. I I can't remember what they said. I think the deal that they said went through was right at around a hundred with like ten or twenty million in add-ons. I think is what they would said, right? Something like that. Uh, it was something like that, and I'm like, and it was in so euros too, which is you know, always confusing. Right, 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 right. Which is less actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 I was looking at that, and I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, why would City agree to that at all? Like, so I don't know that I ever believed that Bayern story, but I will tell you this: when I read all of those German outlets publishing these various different forms of that story. My butthole puckered because I'm like, usually you don't see smoke without some fire. Mm-hmm. And if Sane had been withheld from City today, who, buddy, I would have been nervous. Yeah. But that was the thing is that he did start, even if he only made it 12 minutes. Um, he started. And you do not start a player if you have a 140 million pound transfer waiting in the wings. No. You don't, no, you and don't, don't put him within a half mile start. of the bench. <laughs> yeah, you don't let him start if you're Byron. Yeah. If you're like, dude, we've agreed to this. You need to put his ass on a bench. In fact, don't even have him at the game in case somebody there is racist. Put him in bubble wrap and stick him in one of the Wembley suites and don't let him anywhere near the edge of the, of the, of the a pitch. Right, yeah, just, yeah. just in case. You know, it's like hide him, you know. You, ne- and, you never know if some idiot's going to show up to the game like they did with Malcolm or something and hurl insults or try and attack him like they did Raheem. Like, put him in bubble wrap, put him somewhere, and, and I mean, as a City fan, I would want that kind of money, too. Like, look, if Sané is right. gone, if you, he's if gone. you've got $145 million coming your way, you know, even if you don't want to sell, but you you accept the fact that the player is desperately wants to leave, they're just like, all right, well, yeah. Yeah, I'll take 145. For a guy that's not going to renew and doesn't want to be here, we'll take that deal. Um, But again, there's just no indication that's the case. Um, And frankly, I think the pass off if City posts him signing a new contract. Frankly, the fact that Sané started this game was the surest sign yet that they have every reason to believe that he will still be here after the transfer deadline. At the very minimum, he's going to be here until the winter. And obviously, I think Bayern can still buy him until the end of the month. City just couldn't bring in a replacement. But I also get the impression that this, you know, I just... Clubs can always send out to to when the, the league that they're sending them to, whenever that league closes their right. transfer window, because, like, Serie A is still going for, like, another month. Um... So clubs can always send out, 
but but I don't think any club is going to be in their right mind is going to agree to getting rid of him when they know they can't. Like, look, we'll sell him to you, but only when we have the option to buy another player as well. Yeah, because we have to replace him. It's 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 pretty clear that the German press was at least for the moment off on this one because you know if it was as done as they say it is, he wasn't he wouldn't have played he wouldn't have no, played at all. Um, I, I know the whole week where Ruben Asia actually had to go in and walk back Nico Kovac saying yes I think we'll get him and he's like eh. because apparently City have been complaining privately about how Bayern have handled this situation. And frankly, I think it's rather kind of City that they're doing it only privately and not completely... Yeah, re- it, it kind of frustrates me I think that City, City have, are... every, have every excuse to ream Bayern in public at this point, but they, they just won't do it. Um, or report them for flipping... Uh, uh, well, tap, uh, tap, yeah, tapping up. That's why Bayern had to issue that statement. They well, here's have, some news. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Juventus Sporting Director Fabio uh, Paratici, uh, Paratici, not sure how you pronounce that. Uh, I believe one C, so it would be Paratici, uh, attended the Community Shield today to talk to Man City execs about the Cancelo Danilo exchange. Which apparently is happening. Yeah, apparently it looks like this is happening. Summer thinking that this was all some agent's um, efforts to 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 get interest in his client, and then apparently it is actually happening. (laughs) So it kind of threw me for a loop. Like I was like, oh, Um, like why are they trading a solid youngster for a guy that more or less has? shown what he look i like danilo actually the impression that i get is that danilo wants more game time because i read that he's actually taking a drop in his wages to go to Juve, um which is obviously not something that you do if you're happy where you're at (laughs) Um, well i dude i understand danilo signed from real he probably thought he was going to get a lot more playing time i'm sure he backed himself to to get to uh dislodge kyle walker i'm sure he did Um, and 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 at the end of the day kyle walker's ability there were certain points that it looked like maybe he should but (laughs) kyle walker is the reason that city won today he is. We have not discussed that, but um, no, no. I was. What, what uh, yeah. is it about Liverpool and goal line clearances against this team? I'm not entirely sure. Um, dude, I, I'm telling you, man, this game is just designed to make your butt pucker, dude. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing about this game that's fun, man. Like even from the, even from the neutrals or the watchers' perspective, like this is a frustrating game because you know it means so much, and it's almost like, thank God we play Man United next week. I don't think I could handle the attention of another important game, you know, <laughs> or something like that. I mean, I, I, this that was obviously a hypothetical. We're not playing Man United next week, but uh, yeah, dude, just like Liverpool, something about these two teams causes goal line clearances, and thank God Kyle Walker was there today. But does well, Kyle? They had to go to the goal line decision system on the uh, Van Dyke crossbar hit too, and it was about three quarters over the line, but not completely. 
And it's like, well, this is basically like an entire flashback game from the from the Liverpool point of view. It's like, okay, here's your greatest hits from last season. Yep. I wonder if that's why it was so frustrating to them when the night ended, too. It's just like, damn, yeah, it's, it's not just that we lost, it's the way we on lost. On the second half that they probably should have won, you know, I mean, it took, it would have been 2-1 if not for Walker. Um, and... They had chances. I mean, Bravo was arguably the man of the match. Um, but Unless you account for the fact that City had to completely retool the way they play. play. Just to, That's the other thing is that they were. They had some. They. I don't. That lineup they had on the field at the end of the game was not ordinary. No. <laughs> that's that's the thing about this game is that City had such a large contingent missing that. I also saw Liverpool fans calling uh, calling um, Foden great value De Bruyne, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, all right. That was okay. I think great value De Bruyne is Zinchenko. Yeah. Like Salah. Yeah. Salah was a bit too good for him today. <laughs> yeah, probably just a, just a touch. Just a bit. I mean, Zinchenko is that I think you can throw him out there against most teams, but against the top class opposition, things like that happen. No. Well, and I was also saying that he's the great value to Bruyne because right. he looks like they're, they're twins. Um. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you want to see at fullback this season? Like what? Walker. Walker had a day, but Walker you could also argue that Walker was at fault. Mm-hmm. So it's. Kind of a good thing he cleared I, that I thing off. I have somewhat disparagingly referred to Kyle Walker as a pace merchant in the past. Yeah. Um, when my frustration with him grows to levels that I can no longer contain, I, I will I will spout off on Twitter and call Kyle Walker a pace merchant. Um, it's harsh, I admit, but there are some times that he just looks like the worst player on the pitch. Um, and sometimes he does get caught out defensively, and he is a somewhat error-prone player. But um, is that why City have him? I mean, you can, it's easy, also easy to see why City have him. I mean, his speed is unparalleled. He's dangerous in the final third. And when he's on, he can. He is a really good fullback at both ends of the pitch. Um, he's just more error-prone than most. Um I think he's going to be your starter until you see what you have from Cancelo, assuming he is coming in. Um, left back, they've really given themselves no choice but to, to use Zinchenko or Angelino. That's a guy that could dislodge, you know, I'm interested to see how he performs because I do think that City are really going to be tested against uh, top opposition like Salah at Liverpool or, you know, I almost said Hazard at Chelsea. Nope, he's gone. Um, but th- that top class opposition is going to test the, test the uh, the left back position, and either Zinchenko has to has to really up his game against the, that level, or Angelino is going to have to show that he can do it. Because I think that we both agree that any minutes you get from Benjamin Mendy this season are gravy. Yeah. I and think the no Mendy to rely on him to make any sort of large contributions for the team. Yeah, I think Mendy uh, uh, is a guy that is uh, 
he's contributed the the bulk of what he's going to contribute to Manchester City. If he, uh, <laughs> if he stays fit and plays some games, awesome. But I'm not planning on it. No, and it really it really sucks too because. I, I, man, if you look back to what City was when Benjamin Mendy was was fit and flying up and down that pitch, when they had Walker on one side and Mendy on the other, because here's the thing, dude, he actually is useful. Like he can really whip in those crosses. He's actually good at that. And and when he was working, man, City were just a different beast because you had Sané and Sterling just overlapping runs with 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 Mendy and Walker and opposing defenses had no chance because maybe you have two dudes on your team that are fast enough but you don't have four most teams are not going to have the speed to deal with Ben Mendy, Kyle Walker, Raheem Sterling, and Leroy Sané. Mendy featured pretty heavily in that 5-0 against Liverpool two years uh-huh. ago. Uh-huh. And obviously there were other circumstances in that game that made that what it was, but that was not a small factor. Um, and it, it, some of City's best moments in that season where they did get to 100 points came in the few handful of games that Mendy was able to play for them. Yep. Oh, it's a shame, but it really is, I dude. Think, like that's yeah. a guy I want to work out. Yeah. That's a guy I hope that maybe he pulls this, you know, recovery out of his butt and just is is able to to get his motivation together, get his, you know, his ambition together cuz really it seems to be coming down to him not having the ambition. In addition to the health. That certainly seems to be part of it. Like bad combination, bad health and bad attitude. Yeah, like it's not one of those things where it's (laughs) like the only thing that's keeping him out is health. If that were it, that'd be great. But that's not the only problem. Guardiola has mentioned his drive. He was fit down the stretch last year. Yeah, he was. They just weren't touching him. And nor should they. Yeah, they had Zinchenko in ahead of him. Which it's amazing that that guy worked out as well as oh, he did. I, I spent a lot, you know, I spent a long time saying, "Look, I appreciate Zinchenko for what he is, but he's never going to cut it here." I, <laughs> I put that in a pile of bad predictions on my part. <laughs> but but is he going to cut it over the long term? I still don't know the answer to that question. He's already more useful than I thought he would be. I never That's thought fair. that he would turn out to be. But that's also because when you were thinking of him, were you looking at him as Lachenko the left back? But then when they moved him left back, I thought, God, this really isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I maintain that this is sort of not makeshift, but this is a guy that's probably never going to be a top class left back. But the fact that he has worked himself into becoming a serviceable one. I think speaks both to his talent and to his work ethic. It does. It, 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 he doesn't get enough credit for the job he does, the effort he puts in, and, and, and the, the, dude, to, to not just be serviceable, 
but actually be the preferred choice because of he he may not do anything exciting, but he doesn't really do anything awful either. Like sometimes he'll get rinsed, but sure, that's going to happen. Left back is not his natural position, and I would expect somebody like Mo Salah, who has been a winger a lot longer than Zinchenko's been a left back, to rinse him. I would. I just would. Mo Salah, one of the best freaking players in the world. Alexander Zinchenko just started learning left back two years ago. Mo Salah should win that one. But Zinchenko was largely responsible. Well, not largely. He was responsible as well as, as, as <clears throat> you know, uh, Laporte and so on. But he was responsible for keeping that back four together and giving City some hope defensively. <clears throat> like, I'm actually impressed with how reliable he was. And I hope that that's a trend that continues into this year. As do I. And th- I think there has to be an acceptance when you're playing the fullback position that even the best are going to get washed sometimes. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like it's playing cornerback. There's no such thing as, as 100% cornerback. There's just not. Sometimes... People are going to get burned. You know, even the best. I remember a game a few years ago where Pablo Zabaleta, at the height of his powers, was thrown in the spin cycle by Eden Hazard. It just happens. Because there are some wingers in this league and in the world who are really, really good and can make even the most talented players look very ordinary. Um, So... I think when you're playing defense in general, um, there, there's, there's, you just have to accept that sometimes you're going to be made to look the fool. The, the key is to, to, to ensure that it happens as little as possible. Um, and I suppose it would be silly to doubt Sinchenko at this point because he has shown the work ethic and the talent and the desire to improve and the willingness to adapt and sacrifice, you know, I would gather that he probably didn't grow up dreaming of being a left back. He was probably thinking of being a winger. And for him to sacrifice that, because there's a lot more glory of being a winger, that's for sure. Um, but for, for him to sacrifice that, and frankly, he had the chance to leave. We need to remember that. Last year, they had a deal with Wolves, and it was just down to the player. If we want to stay or go, and he said, I'm going to stay, I'm going to fight for my spot here. And it has worked out for him. And frankly, he could have gone to Wolves, probably been a regular, and probably been a forward. Yeah. But he didn't want to do that. And Wanted to stay at City. He earned he has earned my respect, and I think everybody else's respect with that because he could have easily done done taken that move, and he probably would have been playing forward like he probably wanted to. But he's in a better team, and he's still serving on that better team. And here's the thing, he got a he yeah. got a shitload of minutes too, and won four trophies last year. Like you cannot argue that Zinchenko was was hugely important in 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 the hall of trophies uh, for for Man City last he season. Went so back down the stretch when they had to win all those games with no margin of error. Like and imagine that. Imagine stepping onto the pitch knowing that. You could be the reason. All it takes is one bad game from you 
And you could be the reason that City don't win that title because there was literally no margin for error. They had to win. That's those are those are those are daunting things to think about. And the reason I am not a professional athlete because I don't have the mental wherewithal. I would collapse. I would be like, nope, nope. Start somebody else. Mm -hmm. I can't deal with this. Should we close this out with yep. with 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 uh, a stat that I want to leave both you and our audience with? Can you name the last manager to win a domestic trophy in England not named Pep Guardiola? Hint: He doesn't work here in the country anymore. Manuel Pellegrini. Antonio Conte. That's right. Why, that's right. Why did I? Why did I think Pellegrini? Conte was he won it with Chelsea. I don't know. City have hoovered up every domestic trophy since then. Um, so, um, congratulations, Antonio Conte. I suppose. Um, that's insane. Yeah. Because <laughs> Conte, I mean, I know he was, he, Conte hasn't been here in, 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 in over a season. Yeah, you know, he won the FA Cup in 2018 with Chelsea, and then he left. Here's 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 my my second favorite thing about today. If you um, if you buy the reports and indeed I like to because it works for me, uh, it looks like that Paulo Dybala has told Juventus that he has absolutely no desire to play at Manchester United. I did see that. Man, do you ever do you ever see a day when an elite striker or 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 a potentially young elite striker is like, no, I'm good. It I don't want to play for. It doesn't seem like United and Navala ever really want each other. It was a marriage of convenience because they wanted Sancho all all summer, but that's not happening. No, um, I, they, they, I'm so pissed off about that. Yeah, me too. They they wanted, but they clearly wanted a winger. Which Navala can play out wide, but he's better. As a central player playing off a main striker, yeah, that's the ball's strongest position. They don't really have the central striker to make that work. I mean, if you read the reports, it looks like Lukaku is being shoved toward the exit door at a rather rapid rate. Which nice job, everyone! Seventy-five million down the drain. And that's on top of the fact that the Pogba transfer, obviously, <clears throat> that United. Uh, Pogba doesn't want to be at United any yeah, longer. But United don't want to sell Pogba because he's a status symbol for them. <laughs> I'm That's, really interested is, to see is, how that's going to work out. When, <laughs> this is the logical conclusion of what happens when you let the commercial side run the club. <laughs> Jeez. It, it really, truly is. It's exactly what's happening here. Ed Woodward is a businessman. Ed Woodward's priority is to make Manchester United good business. And he, and his vision for that is having Paul Pogba down. And heaven forbid that we get rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Paul Pogba is is a a, a a, a poor scapegoat like United have so many problems and him not working out is like the least of them. Yeah. I can understand the reluctance to let go to, to, to refuse to let go of that because he does have talent. It's just that they clearly have no idea how to get it out of him, and he doesn't want to be there in the first place. Um, perhaps this is 
perhaps we should spend our next podcast uh, previewing City's rivals for the for the title and top four this season. I think that would be a good investment of time. Yeah, I think it would. We will, we will mark that. Now you know what our next podcast is going to be, folks. Congratulations. And that, that and we'll likely forget it. Uh, I'll, I'll write you, 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 you make sure we don't. I will make sure that we don't. Um, and, but, but on that note, right before we get out of here, I do want to say that short of anything happening, we'll likely take some time because we're going to get this season right. We know we didn't get last season entirely. There were moves. There were big life changes for both Gray and myself, and it just kind of <sighs> – Gray and I also kind of took the occasion last year just to sit back and enjoy it. Like once once it got beyond a certain point for us, it was like, do we really want to try and salvage the season or do we just want to be fans? And we opted to be fans. Uh, The problem I think that we've had about podcasting this iteration of City is that it's hard to say different things about them every time they play. It is, and I feel like like sometimes there's a waste of 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 doing it. The damn thing again. Yeah, that's that's really the problem is you wind up repeating yourself a lot because, well, when you put 198 points in two years, I just don't know. Like, There's a lot of two nails and three nails against teams that never really had a chance. And, you know, it's like, well, he played well. Yeah, I thought so, too. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. We've talked for a half hour. <laughs> but but uh yeah, short of anything happening, we're we're we'll we'll jump back in right as the season starts, but we wanted to get in today because obviously this game does mean something because it is Liverpool. If you ask, uh, if you ask some certain people, they would say that this means more. It does. It does. Just depends on who you ask. Mm. So but yeah, man, I'm I'm good. So we we uh we will be back as the season uh as the season draws closer. And if you have questions for us, yeah. we well, my our, send our, them. our new season's resolution is to be better about both taking and answering questions from you, the listener. So you don't even if you ever have a question for us, you don't even have to wait for us to prompt you. You can just tweet us. Tweet us. And we will take note of it, and we will deal with it the next time we record. And it can be anything city-related, or as some of our friendly listeners like to ask for life advice, I suppose we can try to do that too. Though I would warn you that neither of us has our crap together, so we're probably not the best audience for that. Um, Yes, indeed. (laughs) um, Anyway, you can find us on Twitter at AmericaCitizens. You can tweet us anytime, anywhere, anyplace. Um, search for us on iTunes, American Citizens. You can subscribe to us there and get these podcasts delivered hot and fresh to your, uh, well, your your podcast player of choice when we when we uh, when we release them. And you can find us on Blog Talk Radio um, under the same name, American Citizens. So for Josh, I'm Gray. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Peace.